Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. So in today's episode, ladies, we have Leslie Michaels. Uh, she refers herself to being born to feminism. She's broken lots of glass ceilings and is now helping lots of women in the executive space believe in themselves and go for bigger and bigger things in their life. We talk about so many different topics on today's episode from comfort zone and how you language your life. I think what was really powerful was she actually gave a very specific tool and a way of really looking at moving beyond and getting out of your comfort zone. Because sometimes it gets a little hard to talk about, but we go very specific, give some great examples so you can walk away with how you get out of your comfort zone. We also talk about stress levels and how we are addicted to certain situations that we might be really shooting ourselves on the foot when we do that in order to gain that level of, of stress that we are accustomed to. This is all about the mindset. Most important is this is about awareness of how you can observe what's happening to you and how can you powerfully move forward while you're building your business on your own terms. Hey guys, it's Liz. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that time is running out and you just have three weeks left to get your ticket to InvestorCon 2024, the number one premier conference for women in real estate. It's happening from June 2nd to 4th in Austin, Texas. To learn more and to get your ticket, go to investhercon.com today and use the code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. That's investhercon.com promo code 100podcast to get $100 off your ticket. Top real estate investors love to talk about how they save so much on taxes, but how are they able to build rental property empires while skirting Uncle Sam? 1031 exchanges. 1031 exchanges allow you to defer capital gains taxes while you sell an investment property, exchanging your old property for a bigger, better one and avoiding the tax man while you do it. And that's where First American Exchange Company comes in. They're the leaders in 1031 exchanges. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting, First American Exchange can help you with simple rental property exchanges, complex commercial real estate investments, reverse exchanges, and more. Don't let your taxes eat into your profits. Visit First American Exchange Company at firstexchange.com or call them at 800-556-2520. That's firstexchange.com or 800-556-2520. Keep your money in your pocket and propel your portfolio further at firstexchange.com. First American Exchange Company does not provide tax or legal advice. Consult your financial, real estate, tax, or legal advisor about your circumstances. First American Exchange Company. Safe, smart, secure. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Invest Her show, where our passion is to empower women to live a financially free and balanced life. And excited to have Leslie Michaels with us today. We're going to jump into some, we're going to go deep. I could just tell with, with what we're going to cover. That's cover my kind of show today. Leslie, thank you for being with us. Thank you for, for you know, sharing your wisdom with, with our community and our listeners. So appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Liz and Andreasa. It's it's a pleasure and a delight to be here and to share with you and your audience. Awesome. And it's so important. And, and, and you know, why we do what we do is we have three pillars just to share with the folks joining us, maybe for the first time or the 15th time. We never wanted to build a community just around how to 
real estate investing because we know there's so much more. So we have three pillars, which is obviously real estate investing. So we have content around that. Secondarily mm-hmm. is business. Are you running your investing as a business? And that's so important. And then self-care. So so I know what, what we're about to talk about is going to probably fall more into the business and self-care piece. And we're just appreciative of your time. So before we get to Leslie and her story and what we're going to dive in here today, I want to just talk a little bit about Halloween, Andressa. What? What about Halloween? <laughs> Halloween was recent. Okay. We, we, you know, and, and some people love Halloween. Some people don't. I love Halloween. And I was, I was, uh, my daughter was Belle uh, because she got this Belle dress from, from Disney recently. So she had like an authentic Belle dress, not authentic, but you know what I mean? A Disney Belle dress, right? Not from Amazon. And so she goes, will you be a princess with me? I'm like, all right, I'll be a princess. And then I thought about which princess and I ended up going with Elsa. I got the white wig. I have to show you a picture on dress. I went all in, you know? Nice. And I had this dress that was tight on me walking around the neighborhood with my daughter. I was like, oh, you know, I had to wear pants underneath because the slit was a little high. You know, that, that kind of dress. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's funny. I felt like, and I don't know what it is about Halloween, but everyone's like, hey, Elsa. I saw young girls They're like, Elsa, oh my gosh. I was like, I can't turn anything into ice today. But, you know, don't worry, I still have my powers. Like, I was just like playing it up as though I've been reincarnated as Elsa from Frozen. And why I wanted to bring this up on our show was that it reminds us that we have the opportunity every day to try on new things. So we're not walking around with Elsa with the white wig and my cool little blue dress, but we have the opportunity to try on new ways of being. If you're not direct and you want to be a little more direct, go for it. You don't need to put a, put a wig on to, to give yourself permission to try on new things. It's easy mm-hmm. when we have costumes on, but it just mm-hmm. reminded me of the power we have every day when we're not wearing costumes to try on new ways of being, new approaches that fit you and your, and your approach. So I just wanted to share that as, a, as an analogy. There we go, Elsa. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. And I think that we have been applying that while we are scaling our businesses because many things that we do We always say, this is a test. We're testing things out. We are testing how people react to it. And that is the goal. If you don't test different things and analyze the results of it, as you and I always do, right? We debrief. After every single thing that we do, we do a debrief. What's working? What's not working? What are you going to start, stop, and continue? I think that that goes all over from real estate to business and to your mindset. Yeah. So critical. There we go. Next time on the on the podcast, man, I'll wear my my white wig because it is yeah, quite sure. nice. Matt was wearing what Matt was wearing like a cowboy hat on bigger pockets on the third day. Yeah, that was, was like, another, another happening. That's yeah, it's another sidebar on that. Yeah, the cowboy hat was way too small for his poor head. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're doing, honey. But anyway, Leslie, thank you again for being on our show. We 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 do appreciate it. We we like to kick things off with asking. What has been the, the toughest lesson or the longest lesson that you've learned as you've grown as an entrepreneur? I like to condense it down into one little sentence I realized a while back, and that is that set success is being knocked all the way down and stomped into a thousand pieces and getting back up and going forward again. So true, right? Yeah, over and over again. I guess real estate, that's all about, right? Because many times people get started and they think about this like A to B straight line. 
And there are so many turns and your mm-hmm. resilience and your growth. And we're going to be talking about stepping out of your comfort zone today. And what does mm-hmm. that really mean? Because, mm-hmm. Leslie, people are really uncomfortable, right? Stepping yes. out of their comfort zone. They mm-hmm. feel comfortable there. It's, it's good. But that has a very, I would say negative, there is an impact on their growth. So let's, mm-hmm. let's start with that. Comfort zone. Mm. Is there a path to move through it in a peaceful way? There is. And one of the first things to do is to recognize it. Most people don't even recognize the tens or hundreds or thousands of ways that they are holding themselves in a comfort zone. So the first thing I have the women I work with shift in their awareness is it's no longer the comfort zone. This is the box. I have them start identifying it right off the top. This is one of my boxes. When we can put it into that kind of language and acknowledge that we all know what a box is, it's limited. When we can start speaking truth to that, then we have an opportunity to shift. And then in terms of getting out of the box, it's either you are in the box or you're in the stretch zone. And if you are stretching, you are reaching more, your muscles are going to ache some days, but there are going to be those moments of victory. So recontextualizing the whole idea of what we do, is it in a box? Are we stretching? Is it not in a box? This is key, I believe. Do you believe that the stretching zone, is that the, where people quit there? Because they, they yes. feel that they, they, they can't handle that and that's not yes. supposed because they see yes. that not as a transition, but as their entire future? Absolutely. It's, and I always liken it to the gym. That's why where I got the, the language, the stretch. So how many people start and they're determined that they're going to work out and they're going to get in shape or maybe such as me in the last month, I, every day when I go to the gym, I'm committed. Okay. I'm going to stretch a little bit more, go to that next level. Have I done it yet? No, but that's okay. I know that I will because I've become, I've become accustomed to that stretch. And I've become accustomed to not criticizing myself when I postpone for a minute. But the key to that is don't put on your blinders. Don't forget to notice, okay, this is the goal. I'm just not going to do it today. It is still the goal. And if it goes on to the point where it starts feeling comfortable to say, I'm not doing it today. That's the time to get very real with myself and push and say, okay, just one day, just one day. And if women, when they are moving forward, can approach it from that perspective. If you're not stretching that day, acknowledge it. Just be truthful with yourself. I love that. And then then you can go forward and add to that tomorrow or next week. I love that, Leslie. So let's let's 
let's put an example as a box because my my head immediately goes to like you know breaking breaking this down so it's 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 you know too doable for women so something mm-hmm. that could be comfort zone especially in our world could be moving into a new investing niche you know a woman's never invested in large multifamily but wants to and sees mm-hmm. it as something she wants to do mm-hmm. and that's outside her comfort zone in terms of her experience mm-hmm. you know etc so the mm-hmm. so the box itself would be where they are in yes. a sense is that okay so where i am is that you know i haven't yet it's comfortable enough okay so what it's i'm not currently doing comfortable it's just comfortable enough Gotcha. Meaning the water is warm. It's not hot burning that you need to really go. It's warm. Mm. Yeah, it's it's that 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 bath water you get in and you think, oh, I could have run the hot a little bit longer. But it's hot enough. I'll just won't stay in as long. It's not a completely enjoyable experience, but it's enough. Mm. And so do we want to stay in the box? Like, let's walk through that metaphor. We want to get out of the box. Do you want to experience life as being, eh, it's okay, it's enough. Gotcha. Do you so want to really okay. get into the juice of life? I see. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll share another thought that I had in terms of the box, right? Many, many women have been running their real estate business by themselves, solopreneurs. Yes. And... They see the need to build a team so they can delegate. Might as well do that because that's why we invest in real estate so we can have freedom of time. Here's the kicker there. What I hear a lot of women saying is that, how can I trust somebody to do it the same way, the same level that I'm going to do? How can I open up my business? Then they're going to see everything here. So there's a level of trust. And what I usually encourage them to think about has nothing to do with other person. That's right. Self-trust. That's right. But how do we move? How do we get out of that? How we we can let go of that? Self Lack of self-trust. Lack of self-trust. Well, I have a whole program about that. Let me see what I can do in 35 <laughs> seconds. Again, everything, I work with a lot of executive women and everything we discuss and everything I support them to expand in starts with the way they're languaging their life to themselves, being more honest. So first of all, let's start with the fact that it has absolutely nothing to do with the trust you have of how other people are going to run your business. Okay. It's about you. What, what is it you are afraid of? Tell me what your fears are about what they won't do. Okay, now let's look at that list. That's the list of what you fear you will not train them to do well. That's the list of what you fear you will not be a good leader to them in demonstrating. Hmm. Now we have a whole different perspective. And in most of the situations on the lists that I go through with women, when they just change the language and change the perspective, over 90% of what's on their list, they are immediately comfortable with, well, of course I can do that. Now we've narrowed it down to the small number of things they are concerned about. Great. Here's the growth opportunity. 
Here is the growth opportunity by developing that self-trust, by practicing doing these things with your new team members. I think it's a very powerful thought because I've heard it before, but I don't hear it enough that not trusting, if you say you don't trust other people, it really comes back to yourself, not trusting yourself, right? And there's a level of, so that in and of itself is very powerful. When you say languaging their life, I love that term. Let's just talk about that a little further. Sure. Meaning what we say is what obviously presents energy because I co- we completely see that and agree with that. Yes. We just, reco- we just recorded a mini-sode that's coming out soon about how to move through hard situations with, with power. But the sure. first thing we talked about was if you call it hard every day, do you really want to go through it? It's just, I don't want right. to go through hard things. I wanna- <laughs> so how we language things matters. So Talk, us, talk to us a little bit about what, what you've seen around the language and how, how easy it is to be, not be mindful of that sometimes. Oh, gosh. That's the, that is really the easiest thing in the world, to not be mindful of language, because our society does not endorse attention in that kind of way. Mm. And the most important thing with learning to language your life in a powerful, self-uplifting, expansive way is to give yourself space. You didn't learn how to language in a way that is minimizing in five minutes. Now, it's not going to take you the same number of years to learn how to re-language because obviously we're older and wiser. But notice it and just Give yourself time. One of the greatest tools that I've ever found, I use it to this day. I'll probably use it every day the rest of my life. And women have come back and said how helpful that is to them is when they hear themselves saying something like, that's hard. And they're speaking with someone, forget about your ego. Forget about your ego and be able to just say out loud, and they're listening to yourself and to them. Well, that's not helpful. No, it's not hard. It's unfamiliar. Mm. Mm. Stop yourself when you notice yourself. If we go through our days and we say, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one, and we don't make any adjustment, They're just going to increase in numbers, these negative statements about ourselves. But when we can just do something as simple as as notice it and stop right then and say, no, wait a minute. I'm not interested in hard. It's just unpracticed. It's unfamiliar. It's new. There are so many ways to language life that we don't. We get complacent. We get lazy. We start throwing out that word that is the most familiar, and it is also the the most limiting to us. I also think that many times we are we inherit and we're perpetuating that cycle for the next generation, right? Yes. My point to you is that, of course, the women that are listening here, they are doing the work, meaning they are they are mindful of of what's happening. But for those that are listening for the first time, they're like, wait, wait a second. 
I might not even be aware of the patterns because my family is like that. That's, that's right. That's the truth. The perspective. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's the truth that I cannot see my 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 blind spot. Mm-hmm. So for those folks, they're like, I don't know what you're talking about in terms of my patterns because I'm assuming everybody says what I what right. I am saying or majority. What I hear is like majority of people think that right or behave like that right or right. We're not talking about we're talking about you. Like what what can you that are listening, how can you create the life on your own terms? So what's the first step? You mentioned about recurring talk, right? Mm -hmm. Many Mm -hmm. times I don't think we hear what we we said. Of course, no, but not at (laughs) first. One of the things I like to tell women is you're right. Yes, the majority say this. Yes, society says that. Yes, your family says that. But be a giraffe in a field of zebras. You know, the zebras have their heads down. They're eating the grass. They're not paying attention until the zebra lifts their head. Be the giraffe. It's okay to be the giraffe and not one of the pack of zebras. Let's start there. The other thing I tell them, and the next step is, notice how you feel. If when you are saying this is hard and you're explaining the reasons and what have you, and your stomach is becoming consistently more twisted as you speak, you are stepping into a negative pattern zone. You're labeling negative pattern zone. Yes, because you are talking yourself into more and more anxiety. Are people addicted to that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Little tiny bit of brain science. All of our limbic system is our fight, flight, or freeze zone. Every time that is triggered, there are excessive percentages and amounts of adrenaline and cortisol and 1,800 other stress hormones that are released into the body. It takes approximately if you just have that, like one little startle, someone moved wrong in traffic, it'll take you about 90 minutes to just flush that from your cell or your system will take about 90 minutes to flush that. But what happens is people become addicted. It is a chemical addiction. It just happens to be that the chemicals are inside and organic. And so if you see someone that every time they start to deescalate, they bring something else into the mix of the conversation to bring anxiety. That indicates that this is a person who is indeed addicted to anxiety. Now, there's another way that it, science has indicated and, and realized that we're addicted to that. When we get very slow and, and we're trying to think of something and we can't, we just can't, we just can't do it. It's like, We can stretch and stretch and we can touch it, but we can't get our fingers all the way around it. It is very common, particularly those of us in the Western world, to generate an anxiety event based on the subconscious belief that, oh, I just need more energy going. Then I'll get it. I'll understand what it is. So there are several approaches to our addiction 
to anxiety and stress. A lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. But it's so, something you just said, I think is so, 18,000 stress hormones, like that's a, that's a conversation. 1,800 stress 1800. hormones. 1,800. I thought it was 18,000. I was like, wow, that's a lot. 1,800's a lot. 1,800's <laughs> a lot. No, agree. Yes. But it, it, you know, it really, and then knowing that about ourselves and doing the work to get the clarity around our own, mm-hmm. you know, releases. What, what I wanted mm-hmm. to say though, and, and what proves to, to your point is like so many times we want that next energy piece when yes. in reality we need the opposite. We right. really need like a break. Or yes. it's like, I know for me, I get rejuvenated when yes. I, and when I put, when I, when I start to just take some deep breaths, I go sit outside of my, you know, my front or my back, back porch and just mm-hmm. five minutes, just be, mm-hmm. that's what we really need. Right. Yes. I would, I'm going to ask you the question. That's what I'm thinking, but who knows? What, what would you say? I always tell the women I work with three times a day and set your alarm. You're not in this habit. So, you know, we have to trigger ourselves set your alarm in your, in your iphone or whatever three times a day literally push away from your desk get up and walk away it can be for as little as five minutes ultimately it'd be nice if it was 10 or 15 but we don't always have that the less amount of time you have the more important it is to use it well for instance if you know you only have five minutes Walk outside and get some real oxygen. Just inhale that real oxygen instead of the recycled air in your office. Whatever it is, but move. And while you are walking, here's the the most important part. Don't be thinking about what you're going to do when you get back to your desk. Actually... That's why I like going outside. Don't take the call that somebody in the office is asking, where are you? Don't take the call. No, do not take your phone with you. You walk away with empty hands, Mm -mm. away from your desk, away from your office, outside. It's 10, 15 minutes. I promise the earth is going to continue to spin on her axis. It is not going to roll down the lane like a bowling ball in that 10, 15 minutes. And don't think about it. This is actually a way to let your brain reset itself. And when it does, now you're fresh. Now you have, you can go back to doing the very same thing, but you will see something you've never seen before. You see an approach, you see an answer, you see an opportunity. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, 
Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love that. And I think that the many women that are listening now are in rehab mode in yes. terms of uh, creating the space for themselves, mm-hmm. not as a mom, as an investor. No, as a woman, for themselves. It's yes. for themselves. It's not for the kids. It's not for the spouse, the mom. The, you no, know, it's, it's for them. It's for, it's you for them. You are spot on, Andressa. That is why we must have these little spots of time for ourselves. Absolutely. And I think that one of the biggest challenges that women are now navigating more is like owning their credit and dealing with imposter syndrome. I want to talk to you about it because that's, I've seen it over and over again. And I call people out on it because I know them. And then when they are talking to somebody else and really minimizing their experience, what they're all about. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? Right? right. You're, not, you're not just starting out. You have tons of properties mm-hmm. and you, you, you have a lot to bring to the table and own it. How do we deal mm-hmm. with that, Leslie? Well, it is an ongoing issue. And I will tell you that executive women at very high levels wrestle with this more than women who are still coming up the ranks. This is one of the things I I help women address on an ongoing basis. And I always start with this because I find this is comforting, was to me. Meryl Streep, the most celebrated actress of our time, suffers sometimes crippling imposter syndrome. Sheryl Sandberg suffers imposter syndrome. There's a very long list of incredibly Tina Fey, of incredibly accomplished women who suffer imposter syndrome. So let's start with the fact that it's not only you, it doesn't make you in some way less than, it doesn't mean that you are damaged goods in some way. It actually means you're achieving a level of excellence. So now, once one is into that level of excellence, what happens is the brain starts to register their position as more to lose. There's more to lose. Mm. And so we begin addressing everything they do from that perspective. Now, we have some very expansive processes that we work with. But let me give your listeners one tiny one, if you don't mind. Would you like me to do that? Awesome. Sure. Okay. This is rooted in neurology. 
this will work for everyone because we all have a brain. Every evening when you get in bed, have a journal there. Now, this is not a spiral notebook. This is something that when you look at it, the very texture and colors speak to your worthiness and your deservingness. And you pick that up and you write out a minimum of five things you did exceptionally well that day. This can be anything from baking the best biscuits you've ever tasted in your life to closing that big deal. It doesn't matter what it is. It's just that you did it with such excellence. And each time you write one of those things down, before you write the next one, take a moment and feel that. Feel that success. Now, what happens is when you go to bed or when you close your eyes and go to sleep, you take all of that positive self-perception into your rest time, which sets you up to start out in a better place the next day. Leslie. A small but effective tool. Indeed. One thing that you said that I want to touch base mm. on it, you said, don't pick, don't go to CVS and gather like $1.99 book from CVS or, or right. whatever that is. Why, why is that you need to connect with the texture, with the color, with the font of, of your journal? Why is that? Why does that really matter? If you're writing on this, does it say anything special about you? No, it's plain white paper. That's why. You are writing all of your great accomplishments in here. You're the most successful things. I call it a victory journal. The greatest victories you had that day. It deserves more than a plain white piece of paper because you deserve more than a plain white piece of paper. It's a... It's an additional layer of subconscious messaging to yourself on the positive level. From the wardness perspective? Yeah. That's very powerful. I, and I think there's different areas we all, rec we all wrestle with. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, just recently, just to give you an example, is, is speaking. You know, I, I like speaking. I like being asked to speak. Uh, mm -hmm. I love engaging with, with others. But what I'm becoming very, very present to is the value that I have and the value mm -hmm. that I bring to the audience. I always yes. knew that, but I think as I'm, I'm getting older maybe, or just, mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's not just a telling me different thing. No, but it's funny. It's, it, I, I'm, I left a recent event and I actually said, you know, if I had to do this over, what would I have done differently in mm -hmm. terms of various things? Right. Things that I needed, things I should have gotten as a result, just regardless, just various things. I think we have to, every time we go into a property, every time we're speaking, whatever your thing is, every time mm -hmm. I'm in a meeting, you're leading with a contractor, whatever those things are, asking the question, you know, what do I deserve and did I get it? And how mm -hmm. can I make sure I get it next time? Is mm -hmm. something that I'm doing more consciously and I learned right. from this experience. And it's something just so not knee jerk, you know, maybe for various reasons, but I, I just wanted yes. to give an example of a recent thing for me because often I've been just so excited to speak and, and I'm, I'm just... I know I have a lot of value to bring and I should get, you know, rightfully, we all should get rightfully valued for our time, right? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. That is a great getting out of the box practice, Liz. Kudos. I'm just beginning it. I Don't give me too many kudos. Can I help no, her no, get no, out no, of her no, box? 
We are not going there, Liz. We're all right. That was self. I know that was not that was not effective. <laughs> we were like, Liz, you're out of the box. And Liz was like, no, let me go back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because that happens all the time. Not just for me. It does. No, not just you. Well, it does happen quite a bit for me, probably. I do just sometimes dismiss if someone gives me a compliment. Oh, I feel like this is like a therapy session. All right. So, so, so I I remember, I remember Liz at at BPCon this year, right? We had a lot of people there and I was Mm -hmm. walking outside and I said to you, this was your best presentation ever. And then you look at me and say, oh, thank you. Your, yours, yours, you know, was very good too. And I was like, no, I want to talk about you, your best presentation. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, but why are you saying that? And I was like, well, let me list it because it is, it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't want you to dismiss that. And I even right. said to you, watch the videos. Yes. So I don't know if people can see it. Mm-hmm. So, Leslie, you're the, the expert here. How do we navigate people that that are having a hard time seeing it or different areas? And Liz is mine many times mm-hmm. and I see hers. Mm-hmm. So we, mm-hmm. we support one another in that area. The men have always had the secret handshake in the old boys club. They have patted each other on the back. They have shared uh, referrals. They have shared associations and look what it's gotten them. I don't, I don't begrudge them this, but women need to start being or expressing as much camaraderie because that's going to get us to gender equity. But before we get to gender equity, let's roll back a little bit. One of the easiest, I'm not going, I'm going to change that. One of the most accessible ways for women to lift each other up is just what you did and dress up for Liz. To be able to say that was her best presentation yet. To call her out when she tried to brush it off a little bit. To be willing to stand present and make that grocery list of what it was that spoke to you that impacted you. As we can do this more for each other, we're going to grow and benefit individually. We're going to grow and benefit as business partners, as business leaders, and as a community of women to start being forthright in speaking up for each other. Women have a tendency to move into too much competition with each other, and that's actually harming all women so it's especially important it's especially important when you have a junior in your company and they are coming up instead of being afraid women we don't have to be afraid instead of being afraid that there's not enough real estate metaphorically speaking and literally Remember that that's not possible. Everywhere that there is a position that is available to men and women, it may not have traditionally been represented that way, but it is when we rise to our best standard. So let's lift each other up. And what you did, Andressa, is one of the most powerful ways to start. 
Yeah, because you, as, as you see it in someone else, you're giving them permission to see it within themselves. And we That's just, right. sometimes, we have our own blind spots. And That's we all right. have our kind of reoccurring blind spots, if you will, that we're working through because of our own Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Whatever that stuff is that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're moving through. So I, I love that. I think. And more and also, Liz, when we're not only giving them permission to see it in themselves, but we're giving ourselves by commending and applauding another woman's success, we're giving ourselves permission to have greater comfort in our own skin. This is no longer a competitor. This is no longer someone I have to be afraid of. And so everyone is winning. And it's interesting because my, my experience is I used to work on an all-female team in consulting. Um, and, and I worked with, I worked with different women in different, you know, companies with the work we did in, in, in some consulting. And then the building literally a community. We have 60 meetups across the country, literally circles of women, uh, you know, as, as our investor community has expanded, come together. And something that I think is very, I don't know every group, I don't know every conversation, but this, and maybe it's just what we've put out there on Genesis since the beginning is that there is such a collaboration. Mm -hmm. I think what, what, what I've seen and, and, and women have even said to us, I've been to other women's groups, not talking bad about anyone. There's a lot of wonderful groups out there, but something is very special with your group and how supportive you are. And no one's made to feel kind of like a moron. I'm like, yes. is that what everyone does? But it, it's not the case. And it's, that was really surprising for me. It's not the case. No, yeah. it is not the case. I think we paint a very clear picture, but we also <laughs> set very specific boundaries and had like zero tolerance when there was one person speaking in a condescended way to one another on, on our Facebook community. The women will post it or report it. And that woman was like, bye, out. Right? right when there is a shaming thing, they mm -hmm. all understand that that's not that's not the place for it. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I think that we are we're really cultivating a, a place where if you have good things to say to encourage, go ahead. Of course, you can support the other women, but in a way that is very respectful and mm -hmm. and empowering instead of shaming we see a lot of shame we see a lot of like oh you should know this oh that's mm -hmm. a stupid question and that's not what we stand for and and we're very straight straightforward when we we speak about that that that's a beautiful thing you know forbes harvard business review they've all reported this explosive expression of woman to woman incivility and i am just thrilled to know women who are creating a different environment. And, and I consult all the time with women's groups who have found themselves declining in numbers or declining in productivity. And that's always the first thing I see when I go in is, okay, first, let's cut the hate out. Let's start with the hate. Let's just cut that out like a bad bruise on an apple. Mm. It's very powerful. To, to, to hear that and, and then to just reiterate like what, you know, you're up to and the mission you hold true and what you're, you know, trying to, trying to create. I want to talk about one more thing you mentioned as we, we were kind of preparing for today yes. in, in a lot of your work. You, you talked about that your, our level of success is determined by our level of passion for what we do. Yes. And you, and, and you hear different thoughts about that, you know, mm -hmm. fo fo you know, wherever your passion goes, the money will follow. And then other people mm -hmm. are like, 
that's not the case. You know, there's a lot of different opinions when it comes to, to, but no one would dispute how important passion is for anything we do, you know, mm-hmm. regardless in and of itself. So I'm curious right. to like, have you share a little bit about your thoughts about that? And then also what women can take as they're navigating their, their business and their investment. I absolutely believe in following your passion because if you don't, you're not going to have the momentum to stay in the game. However, I also am very much a realist. And just because you have a passion for something doesn't mean that it is viable in terms of monetization. And so there are occasions when I recognize that this is your passion. How are you going to monetize it? Well, Leslie, I want you to help me see. Well, I don't, I don't see how to monetize it, but I see that this could potentially be what fills your gas tank every single day while you're doing, okay, what's next? What would you enjoy? What would you find fulfillment with? that that buys you groceries to put it as simple as possible and so again it's back to contextualizing yes you've got to have that passion you've got to know what it is it will fuel your tank and if it just so happens that your passion allows monetization lends itself to that then that is wonderful if it's not Don't give up your passion and don't expect it to monetize when it's not that type of a vehicle. Allow it to be a prime element in your life, but don't overburden it with unrealistic expectations because then you'll snuff out your own fire. That's a great point. And I think we we say this a lot in real estate. You You can't control the market. You can only participate in it. Meaning mm-hmm. knowing what that passion is, right? And then knowing what the mm-hmm. market will bear. You know, when, right. we, when we started Investor, you know, it was, we were looking for something. We couldn't find mm-hmm. it. We couldn't find right. a podcast that was interviewing just women in our space. This, it was in existence. So we right. created it out of our own, like, there, there needs to be something for women. Right, right. I didn't know if anyone else thought that, to be perfectly frank. Right. But obviously, four years later, more than just Andres and I think, you know, want to be part of this growing community. Right. So, but your passion has to meet the market and it's the it same thing in real estate. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. so as, as women are navigating where they're passionate about with real estate investing niches, listen to that. I know that you're so big on that, Leslie, but it also, you know, what will match what's happening in the economy and the market. You can't That's dispute right. that, just like you're saying. Right. So I just, just to mm-hmm. kind of connect it to, to the world of investing. Absolutely. Leslie, this has been amazing. Thank you for all your nuggets. I took a lot of notes and, and I appreciate the therapy session today. Where can the where can the ladies listening learn more about you? They can go to my website. And because I have a British mom, it's L-E-S-L-E-Y, not the traditional American spelling, LeslieMichaels.com. They'll find my courses. They'll find my podcast. They'll find my recently released book. It's all available there. Awesome. All of this information you guys can find on our show notes. 
Now we're going to transition to our fabulous three questions. And the first one, lastly, is when you think about a book to recommend regarding what we just talked about, what would you say? Mm, the, the, I still can't remember all of the name of the book, but it's, is it either the practice of Titans or the tools, tools of Titans? That's what it is. Tools of Titans. I think that's a must read for everyone because it's this wonderfully famous podcaster and he took excerpts from quite a number of interviews with top experts in their fields. And so you get a lot of different pieces that relate to a lot of different areas in your life all in one book. Yeah, it's Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. That's right. Yeah, awesome. Second question is, what's the most powerful routine that you do to create a financially free and balanced life? You've heard of type A personality. I'm triple A. So I can just work and work and work. And I have created systems for reminding myself to notice when I haven't had a massage in too long, when I haven't gone out for a nice dinner with friends. And so that's, that's my, I'd say, weak spot right there is taking time out. Awesome. Last question. Which woman, famous or not, has inspired you the most? I would not say that it's one woman. I would say that it is the women who broke boundaries refused to color inside of the lives. Women like Alice Paul, who back in 1918 wrote the original Equal Rights Amendment and never quit fighting. Individuals like Bella Abzitz, who would introduce bills to Congress and didn't care that everyone laughed. And she pushed and pushed. It's the women who stand up to make more space that is more comfortable and more supportive to all women. That's great. Love that. <clears throat> I wrote that and down. Great. Leslie, thank you so much for being on our show and sharing your wisdom with us and our, our community. Thank you so much, Liz and Andressa, for having me. It was so such fun to have a conversation with the two of you women. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.